Welcome to Confidence Rockstar Podcast, a place where you will find inspiration, motivation, and let's say, kick in the bottom to take action and create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Alex Grzybek, and I'll help you quiet that little voice inside your head saying, you can't do this. So you have the courage to go for what you've always wanted on your terms. Every week, I'll bring you some confidence golden nuggets, present an awesome interview in order to empower you to step up your game. It's time to choose happy and shine. It's time to become a confidence rockstar. Let's dive deep. Hi everyone, it's Alex here and welcome to the next episode of Confidence Rockstar Podcast. Today I'm so thrilled about this episode because I have an amazing guest uh, joining me live all the way from New York City uh, in US. So Sarah Mack is our, um, our, uh, our guest today and Sarah, she's a writer and she's a mindset coach Uh, who supports uh, creative entrepreneurs to hit five-figure moms in fun ways, yes, and in their dream business. So she helps her clients to share their unique gifts through powerful storytelling that magnetizes dream client, I love that, and uh, to their offers with ease. So she's originally from the UK, now she's based in New York City, as I said, and she's also a songwriter and a performer. So welcome, Sarah, lovely to have you here. Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me. So happy to be here. Sarah, so today I would like to talk to you because I'm so inspired by your story. So let me just give you like a little bit of the background, like about Sarah. We met like a few years ago. I remember we were doing like some kind of group coaching program together with another coach. And then I remember I was working with Sarah. She was kind of my copywriter when I had my business active happy mama. And she really put all these little things from my story that I didn't think they were so important. And she made it amazing. Yes. So this is how we kind of met. And then we were kind of seeing each other like on social media, but we were not really that much uh, in touch. But then, you know, I just saw like, you know, how amazing you are doing right now and you are doing a little bit different work compared to what you've done before. But I also know that you've experienced some uh, difficult moments in your life, like a burnout. So today I would like to actually talk to you about like, you know, from a burnout to creating um, a dream business, like hitting six figures and like, you know, how, you, how, how you've done it. So tell us please like a little bit more about, I mean, how did you, I mean, what you were like doing like before maybe, and how did you get to the burnout? Because, you know, I would mm-hmm. never say that you could get to that state based on how I remembered you. Yeah, so um, it was a very pivotal moment in my life. I was finishing a master's in film studies and I was studying in Montreal in the winters and then in the summers I would fly over to Vancouver where I would work in film crews and you know I was working all summer to save up to you know cover my um, living expenses to study during the winter so I would take a lot of work and it was often 18 hours I even worked a 24-hour day um, working on film sets lots of driving driving up the mountains like lots of travel lots of long hours lots of standing outside in the rain um you know, I had a really good time working in film crews up to a point, but 
my body just started to get really burnt out and I wasn't getting the creative fulfillment from the work that I knew I was really craving. And it was a it was a combination of a lot of things. Obviously, my perspective looking back on it now is very different. But how I experienced it at the time was just getting chronic fatigue, um, getting headaches in the evening, starting, I thought I had um, symptoms of ADHD. And a lot of people go through this when they start to experience symptoms of burnouts where you can't really focus, um, you're really tired. And basically my whole life, I just had to start shutting down my entire life. I was you know, very socially active, lots of creative projects going on in the winters alongside studying, taking lots of courses, writing lots of papers, but really, you know, doing things that I loved, And I had to just stop my social life. I had to stop my hobbies. I had to, um, you know, it took me an extra year to finish my degree because I just didn't have the energy. And that was really a moment where, you know, I went into severe depression and I didn't really know what was going on. And um, I had no option but to just sit and stare at the wall sometimes for weeks and end because I didn't have any energy and now looking back on it I see that you know I needed to make a shift and I needed to make a change and I wasn't listening and it was the universe's way of sitting me down on the naughty step and being like don't think about what you're doing and listen to yourself and that was really when I you know it was around that time that I started a consistent journaling practice a consistent meditation practice and you know really started listening to myself and tapping into my intuition on a deeper level than i ever had done and that was the thing where you know that was in that moment that my desire to have a location independent business was born because i traveled a lot i love traveling and i had friends and family in different locations all over the world and i knew i wanted that flexibility to be wherever i wanted whenever i wanted to be there i wanted to travel more and you know i just saw people making money on the internet and I was like I want that and I have no idea how I'm going to do that or what skills I have but when a friend reached out to me you know I started journaling and I and I acknowledged that desire and that's always the most important piece right it's just acknowledging what it is that you desire because your desires are unique to you and they don't go away um if you ignore them so acknowledging them is the first step And then when a friend invited me out to Bali to come and help them on their business, I was like, well, she's doing a a location independent business. So I'll learn, you know, from being in that environment. That was an opportunity that I said yes to. Put all of my stuff in storage after I finished my degree, got a one-way flight out to Bali. I was like, I'm done with film production. Like I'm not going back because I just knew I couldn't, I physically couldn't get up at 5 a.m. and work an 18 hour day on set. So I went out there. I was really burnt out by the time that I got there. I was really broke from being uh, from three years of studying. And then when I got there, you know, I started, I was learning a lot. I was helping them with their website. And that was when I identified that I was good at copywriting. And then, you know, and apparently this tends to happen with Bali. People think they go there for one reason and then they find out they're there for another reason. The whole thing just fell apart. Like it was, you know, a series of unfortunate events, like then my friend got dengue fever, then her dad had some health issues, she had to go back to Canada to see him. And basically, the opportunity just vanished. And I was stranded in Bali, super burnt out, didn't have a job, didn't have any money, and (laughs) didn't want to go back, didn't have a career to go back to. So I was like, right, well, this is it. And, And I'd met a couple of writers there, who were doing it, you know, um, working independent, working location independent as writers. And that was when I realized that I was a writer. And I'd never even thought of that as a skill that I had before. So I spoke to one of them about how they started 
setting up their career. And I applied for a credit card. I got a flight to India. I didn't want to go to India. Everyone was like, if you go there as a woman alone, you'll definitely get sexually attacked and like molested. And it's very dangerous. And I was like, that sounds horrible. And I don't really want to go, but I can't afford to stay here in Bali and India is way cheaper. So I went there and I, you know, got like a $5 a night hotel in the foothills of the Himalayas. And I was just meditating. I knew I just needed time to like rest and then to start to figure out how I was going to start making money as a writer on the internet. So that's exactly what I did. And I was just meditating by the Ganga. You know, I did, um, I learned, I trained as an energy healer. I did my Reiki certification so that I could work on myself to heal myself. And then, um, yeah, I put up a profile on a freelance website and started getting clients. And that's really when my location independent entrepreneurial journey began. And, and it's, you know, I think the thing that helped me to make it a success off the bat is that there was no plan B. There was no other option for me. I was, I didn't even have enough money to, you know, buy a flight back to the West, let alone afford paying rent in the West. So I was like, I have to generate an income from this. Um, and I did it thankfully just in time before the summer heat <laughs> hit India. As soon as the temperature started going up, I bought my flight back and, and just continued to grow my income from there, you know, working with d- digital entrepreneurs and helping them to sell their products and services online. And that's how I discovered the coaching industry because I discovered a lot of um, coaches as clients. They all started coming to me. And so I got really interested in, you know, the mindset work and just all of these really creative and interesting ways that people were um, building businesses to help other people. And that's, you know, when I started taking coaching programs and just started applying mindset work in my own life and working on my own money mindset. And I doubled my income two years in a row. I launched my, I had a copywriting agency for a while specifically helping coaches with their content strategy and their copywriting. And then I eventually transitioned to coaching programs. So now I have courses that teach people copywriting and content strategy, as well as mindset and money mindset um, and launching and all of the sides of on online business um, in really fun and creative ways that are centered on what you're passionate about. Um, Because that's always the thing that led me because I knew I wasn't going to go and do something that was less fun than what I was doing before. So I was really um, focused on listening to myself. That period of that burnout really gave me, um, you know, the gift of listening because I didn't have anything else to do and I didn't know what else to do. So I was really listening to myself and I started to pay attention to the little signs and the breadcrumbs when they showed up and, you know, really jump in and trust that and allow things to unfold one step at a time. And I could never have seen how it was going to fold out, but, um, you know, one piece at a time it did. And it was, and it was a really fun, fun journey. And I'm so glad that, you know, I did it. Oh my God. This is like amazing when I'm hearing, uh, like when I'm listening to this story, when I'm hearing you speak, it's kind of, it's amazing that, you know, that kind of darkest moment at the time, yes, you've experienced this burnout and you said that you had absolutely no money to even come back to, to England, like to, you were afraid to go to the crazy dangerous place, but you had like no option and you needed to make some money in order to put like, you know, the roof over your head and like, you know, something to, to eat. And so it was like, you know, the darkest moment, but actually you said that, you know, from there you got truly connected to yourself and you started listening to yourself and applying like, you know, many, many things that came to you. And from there, like, you know, your new business was, uh, was born. Yes. So, I mean, have you had like, you know, the thoughts when you were there, like, you know, alone that, uh, oh my God, uh, 
did you did you have like you know the, this kind of the drive and this assurance uh, that uh, okay it's it has to work out because I have no other choice or you were like oh my god I'm screwed I I, I don't know how it is going to go I think you know I I reflect on this because obviously I hear other entrepreneurs stories about how they they transition into their dream business and so I have reflected on my story and I think um you know I I had been connected to my intuition before that moment like it was my intuition that guided me to go to Canada in the first place and you know and that was the first time I took a big risk and I just that was a cool story too like when I was in England when I was a teenager I found a diamond ring in the dirt when I was hanging out with my friends like smoking in the park when I was a teenager and I sold it to get my ticket to fly to Canada when I got my visa I applied I love it okay and so that was like my ticket to Canada and I remember I only had one month of living expenses so I'd been in that situation where I was like I've got a one-way ticket I can survive for one month and I did everything within my power you know I applied for jobs everywhere I like and I wanted to work in film because I'd been working in tv and film in England and I knew there was a, a thriving film industry in Vancouver that's why I went out there so I like looked up and asked everybody I knew, you know, where are some film producers? I like walked around, distributed my resume everywhere, apply, you know, registered with temp workers. I was like, I will do anything. I just need to get enough money so I can pay rent for my, you know, for for next month. And I can just figure it out one month at a time. And I, you know, in obviously Canada's very different to London. Like London is like, they were, you know, I feel like it's it's a blessing to have grown up there because it, they really you're really primed with like expect to fail, expect to have massive competition, expect to be a nobody, expect to try millions of times and not get the opportunity that you want. And kind of really gave me that mindset of like, well, I just have to keep taking action, keep taking action and, you know, think of something new or like try to stand out and be creative and be persistent. And so I brought that attitude to Vancouver, which is obviously a much smaller, less competitive city and film industry is like, the biggest industry, one of the biggest industries there. So it just felt magically easy for me to start landing work. And I think obviously having a British accent helped. So, you know, and and I really, it was an amazing experience. Like I had a great time. I worked on some incredible movies. I got to see some amazing places. And, um, and that really kind of gave me the faith that when I listen to my intuition, when I go all in, when I decide to make it work, I take all the action that I can within my power to make it happen and really focus and really commit that I can make it work and that actually it can work out way easier than you, than you think. And I think so that mindset really supported me in that moment because I knew that I, I trusted myself in that moment. And, you know, and I trusted and it sounded so exciting to me to be able to be a writer, to be able to work online. Um, and the fact that it had lined up and, you know, I met somebody who basically gave me a step by step on how to how to set it up and start doing it. So I was like, I just decided to make it work because I didn't have any better ideas. So I wasn't I wasn't thinking about any other options because I really didn't have any other ideas or things that I, that I thought I was able to do. So, yeah, I think it's that having that real focus and not not going in any other direction other than I'm just going to keep moving forward until this works and honestly that's I think that's that's why you know I have doubled my income two years in a row that's why I got to six figures so quickly in my coaching business because it was that mindset of I'm just 
deciding that I'm going to make this work and I'm going to keep moving ahead and I'm going to keep celebrating the small wins. Um, anything that was a small win, you know, was a sign that I was making it work and just, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I love it. I absolutely love this story. And uh, this is like, you know, what um, like often like people ask, okay, I mean, how did you make it to work? Yeah, like, well, because I had no other choice. Yes, it was not like that, that I could, uh, I had like, I don't know, comfortable life. I had like, I don't know, rich husband or I had like, I don't know, parents gave me like, you know, the money so I can, I'm not happy, but it's comfortable. So I don't have to do it. Well, hold on a minute. I have no income at all and I need to pay my rent and I had to figure something out. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that is what made it work is that I was so freaking uncomfortable. Like I was already so uncomfortable that making it work was like a more comfortable option than exactly. not making it work, right? Exactly. So I think I was that was that was the gift of that situation and for sure people don't have to get to that point where their their life and their safety is at stake in order for them to move. Um but it does require that consistent mm-hmm. mindset for sure. Exactly. I love what you said, like, you know, about like this consistent mindset and that, you know, like kind of, you know, going there, having like, you know, the clear vision and I'm going there. I'm not going to like, you know, distract. So, you know, for the, for the listeners and people who are watching, the, the, the name of the of this podcast is like, you know, Confidence Rockstar. And I do work with like many uh, people, like especially like women all over the world. And um, they do have like some kind of confidence issues. Yes, I think that we all do have. It's like, you know, constant work. I have my days when I feel on top of the world and I have days when I feel, okay, I'm not worth it. Uh, worth, uh, worth it. Yes. So, I mean, it, it, it's a work in progress all the time. Having said that, I mean, like, what would you say... Um, what is your kind of, I don't know, number one or two, like confidence tips in order to, because, you know, it's good that you said like, okay, you need to trust yourself. You need to trust yourself. Okay. We hear it all the time. Trust yourself. But how can I trust myself if I don't believe myself? How, you know, when women come to me and they're like, I know nothing. I have no experience. I have no skills. How can I go out there, create my business or have a, like thriving career if I know nothing basically. So how can you, what would you say? Like, you know, the confidence tip or like how to, Uh, believe in yourself that you can make it happen if you don't really think you can yeah this is such a great question and I love this this topic of conversation and it was I remember one of the very first coaching programs that I signed up for watching a training and this just stands out to me more than almost any of the other coaching materials that I've consumed since then which has been a lot um is that confidence is a choice like that really stood out to me and I was like huh like and it it is it's really confidence is just the story that you're telling yourself and that's the mindset work right is literally just being objective and saying like okay cool why don't I feel good right now what's the story that I'm telling myself that is behind the not feeling good and writing it down and being like oh oh, whatever it is, like, I'm not good enough, or I don't believe I can really do this, or I don't believe this is possible for me because I'm not X, Y, Z enough. And then just choosing to cross it out and write a more empowering story and commit and recondition to that story. And then the other piece of this conversation, which I think is really important, particularly for women, is there's a reason that we have low confidence, right? Like women have literally been oppressed for centuries. Like we weren't even considered people that had the right to vote a hundred years ago. So culturally, the cultural narratives that we live in every single day, and obviously it's very different from culture to culture, from family to family. There's a lot of stories reflected back to us, telling us 
that we're not capable or telling us that we're not worthy or telling us that what we think or that we feel or what we value isn't important, isn't invaluable, isn't valuable or is just downright wrong. And that's why we have to do the mindset work 50 times more than men do because it's just inherent in the images that we see and, you know, the movies that we watch, all of these small ways in which when women are minimized and just often there are whole gaps in the conversation around the things that we, we really value, the things that we feel and the things that we experience, which just aren't represented, you know, even more so for obviously women of color, um, you know, white Americans have dominated the cultural conversation, right? And so there's a very specific type of story that we're consuming all the time. And what that does is it creates that sense of invalidation and self-rejection when you don't see yourself reflected or you don't see how you feel reflected and validated. Um, so that's really the work that we have to do for ourselves. And obviously by by contributing to that conversation, by taking a stand for what's true for us, by talking about what we really value, um, you know, listening to podcasts like this, connecting with other women who are having these conversations. And really, you know, there are plenty of obviously super inspirational women um, out there succeeding at the things that we value and, you know, validating the things that we feel and that we desire and that we want to see in the world. But these things already exist, but sometimes it takes a little bit more work to find them because they're not the dominant cultural stories that we're just seeing, you know, on the TV and in the movies and on the ads and just generally everywhere that we go. So it's really important to recognize that like when we've internalized a conversation that I'm not good enough, like that comes from somewhere and it came, you know, our mothers inherited that from uh, from their grandmothers and maybe that's been reflected back to us in relate in our relationships. But as soon as we start to you know, put a full stop in that narrative and decide to change the story in internally, then we start to recondition our environment. We start to change the way that people see us. We start to show up differently. We start to create that different narrative where what we have to say is valuable, where we are capable of whatever it is that we desire, where it is exciting. And, you know, other people are open to and receptive to what it is that we have to say and to pay us for the work that we want to do and to pay us the money that we want to be paid. That all starts with that internal story first. And, and sometimes it feels like we're re really inventing it because maybe nobody in your life has sat you down and, and said, like, you're really valuable. Whatever, what, what you care about is really important and valuable and deserves to be very well paid and you can do whatever you want. Like maybe nobody has ever said those words to you. And so we have to start saying those words to ourselves over and over and over again. And that's really what confidence is. And which is why I always preach to all of my clients and all of the work that I do, like you have to be doing the mindset work every single day. It's like brushing your teeth. Like if you don't wanna have stinky breath, you brush your teeth every day. If you don't want to fall back into those, you know, those narratives that have we've just been running on those old programs that have been and that, you know, we're constantly consuming. If we're not correcting them, if we're not cleaning that up consistently, then we start to buy into them and we start to act from that place where we don't really believe that we're valuable and that we can get what we want. I love it. I love it. I love like, you know, everything you said. And it's so, so, so important because like, you know, most people run on the autopilot of these narratives or how we were brought up, how we were conditioned, what the society tells us, what at school they tell us. And they are looking for the external validation. Well, people are not paying me how much I think I'm worth. So it means that I'm not worth it. Yes. Mm -hmm. But actually you are saying, and I, I kind of, I, I absolutely love it, that it's the other way around. Yes. I mean, first we need to 
believe that we are worth to be paid more for the work that we, we, we love. And then we start shifting the world around us and people start responding to our new energy uh, in, a, in, a, in a different way. Yeah, so I, I love that. Yeah, exactly. And like I always say this, and this is kind of the main message of my money mindset program is that nobody will value you more than you do. So if you don't think you're valuable, nobody else is going to come and be like, actually, you're way val- more valuable than you think you are. And it's that kind of like waiting for the the night to come and save us, you know, like that whole cultural narrative of like women aren't worthy and valuable until they're saved by something. You have to wait for somebody else to come along and like give you the opportunity or hire you or marry you or whatever. But actually, we have to do that work. Like we have to connect to who we are really listen to what we care about, really listen to our desires and willing be willing to be uncomfortable because they are different from everything else around us because our culture is patriarchal. It was designed by men for men. So the things that we desire are going to be different. They are going to go against the norm and they are going to create friction. Well, they don't, they don't have to necessarily, but it does feel uncomfortable because it's new. Anything new feels uncomfortable. So being willing to be there and being willing to keep listening over and over and over until until you're at a place where you're obsessed with the things that you desire and you're so excited about them and you you like the fact that they're valuable isn't even a conversation to you anymore because you're so um connected to what it is that you care about that um you know that's when it becomes easy to enroll other people into that conversation that this is valuable and this is amazing and like why wouldn't you want to come and pay me to do this work with me and why wouldn't you want to you know pay to have me bring all of this value to you know whatever opportunity it is that you have going on you have to connect to that you have to know what it is you have to be able to talk about it um and you have to believe in it first that is so 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 powerful i love it i absolutely love it uh sarah i would like to ask you something as well like you know when it comes to your business because like you said that you know you've been like you know uh, working in this uh, film industry and then i experienced this burnout and then you started like creating your own business and i know that like over the last couple of years you kind of doubled your income and you have like consistent um you know six-figure um uh, business and what is like we didn't say that when we said that you are helping kind of others like you know to create the business in a fun way but also you created your business in a fun way because like you know so many people are out there that they create their business but they run from the place that it's a hard work it's a very hard work it has to be a hard work and you know don't get me wrong I know that you need to kind of work hard yes in order to do kind of a thing uh, different things it's not like just sitting and you know not taking action and it will just miraculously come to you however how did you make it happen that you run your business, which is hugely successful in a fun way? You have like, you know, time to sleep in the morning. You have time to travel, of course, like, you know, before COVID and uh, doing the things that you, 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 you love. I mean, created like this balance in your life and created the life you want on, on your terms. Yeah, this is a good question. And I would love to be able to tell you that, you know, I'm a super genius and I, and I like designed it this way on purpose, but actually I think that was another gift in the burnout, which was, I had such limited energy. I had, I had chronic fatigue for about five years, um, which, you know, really began to completely shift and heal after I started doing the mindset work, but I had very limited energy and, you know, I had limited resources. I was super in debt. I really built my business off of credit cards and, um, so I didn't have the time or the energy to hustle. I didn't have the money to just, 
you know, pay people to do things for me or to, you know, run a bunch of ads or so, you know, what I did invest in is coaches that were empowering me to be able to use what skills and resources I had to follow the path of least resistance. And so for me, obviously my main skill and resource was as a writer and was copywriting. So that's really what I leaned into. And, you know, I love creating content. That's something that I've always loved to do. And so I really leaned on that. And I obviously aligned myself with mentors who were doing that and who were good at that. And I learned how to do that. And the truth is, it doesn't take that much time to, you know, I mean, it does, it takes time to create content. But when you align um, what you're naturally good at with what you really enjoy, that's the stuff that doesn't take that much time. And, you know, I'm not good with tech. I'm not, I don't have any complicated funnels. I've never run Facebook ads um, because I just, you know, me sitting down and trying to figure out software is not fun for me. It takes a really long time. It's stressful. So I really um, just ended up building my business around the things that I was strong at, around the things that I really enjoyed. And I had to take lots of naps because I was recovering from a burnout. So that's really the way that I built my business. And that's the way I've continued to build it, you know, just leaning into those strengths and those things that have worked for me on repeat. And I think because I really put myself in a position where this has to work and I just kept going at it and I kept showing up and I kept tweaking. Um, but it was, it really was that, that skill of copywriting of just being able to know how to communicate to people in a powerful way, being able to articulate what it is that I bring to the table, be able to talk to, know who I'm talking to and know how to talk to them. Like that's really the main skill that has, you know, led me to get the sales that enabled my business to grow and to continue to make an impact. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm always working with my clients to guide them to what feels exciting for them, because for sure, the thing that's the most exciting to you is going to be the easiest. It's going to take the less time. Um, it's going to be the most powerful. So when you align with that and you allow your strategy to come from a place of passion and inspiration and excitement and curiosity versus this is how somebody else did their business and I'm just copying them, like it's just going to be a completely different experience. And I'm a real believer that you can have fun. Like there's an unlimited number of ways to do business. There's an unlimited number of ways to reach people with your work, um, whether that's through social media or not through social media. Like people have very successful businesses who aren't on social media. Um, we don't we don't have to limit ourselves. And when we recognize that, then suddenly the opportunities and the ideas and the inspiration really start to show up and you know, it gets to be easy. So I'm a big believer in following the path of least resistance, following your excitement, following what you really desire. Um, because that's, that's really been the way that it's worked for me. And it, and it really does just get more and more fun. And, um, as I go, as I follow the, you know, that way of uh, building my strategy. Oh my God. I love it. I love like, you know, what you said and you are saying that uh, this is like so, so true that there are so many uh, ways out there to build a business. Yes. No. And uh, something that may work for me may not necessarily work for you because it may not excite you and like the vice versa. And uh, of course, when you truly, truly listen to yourself, when you truly, truly get to what you really want to do, what you are passionate about, what excites you, then, you know, miracles happen. Yes. So what would you say to people who are considering, for example, I don't know, 
running their own business or they need to change the career at the moment because I mean, for example, they've been working in hospitality for years and right now they cannot really find a job over there. And they are thinking about this transition. And I experienced like with my clients today that they feel freaking stuck because they don't know what to do. They think that they know nothing or they have too many ideas and they don't know where to start. So what would you say? I mean, how would you... What would you say maybe your number one tip, if you can share something like that, how to help people get unstuck and actually start start going into the direction that will excite them, will make a difference? I think the most helpful thing is to just pick one idea and follow through, you know, like take action every day and it could take you 10 minutes. You know, I say this to my clients all the time. You can promote your program by hitting a button on your social media and sharing some value and talking about it and inviting people to join. And it can literally take you 10 minutes. So if you do that a few, a few times a week for, you know, a few weeks and you don't stop doing it, like you will start to get results and you'll start to learn and, you, you know, but it's only by being in the process and consistently taking action that you learn the lessons that allow you to get the insights, to make the tweaks that lead you to the results. So I would say pick one idea and follow through, like keep going, take action every day until you get results and you can change and you can pivot all the time, I think, this is another narrative that that comes out of, especially when you're in careers, this idea that like, you know, we have to get to a certain level. And then if we change, then we're taking a step back or we're starting over again. You're never starting over again. Every day that you live, you learn something, you embody something deeper, everything that you embody and that you experience, you bring with you to every single opportunity that you step forward with, you know, in every new day. And it's okay to change and it's fun to change and it's exciting to change. And so to really give yourself that permission to follow where you're feeling excited to go, because you might not see where it's going to take you and you, you can't see, you know, where you'll, where you'll be on step three when you're still on step one, you need to take step two in order to see step three. So just one step at a time, but being consistent, following through and really just trying one thing and then you can adjust and tweak it and make it better and more fun as you build skills um, in the process. I love it. Yes, it is. It is interesting what you are saying that, you know, you need to kind of start with step one. You don't need to have everything figured out. And we are so much, and I know that I've been uh, in this trap myself, that we are so perfect. I used to be like a perfectionist and I needed to have like 12 steps figured out, like, you know, from the beginning. But then like last year, what I've changed everything, when I changed everything, it was like kind of, first of all, done is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I, I really love like the quote from Marie Forleo. And she says that clarity comes from taking action, not from yeah. sitting and thinking about it and actually when I'm doing different things right now and I was doing for the last year which was like you know amazing like you know uh, hugely successful in my business it was like okay I'm gonna do this and I know step number one I have no idea about the step number two even right now but I'm doing it yes and I put it out there and then I was like okay adjusting on the way and figure it out uh, figuring it out on the way and this is like you know what you are saying like clarity really comes and you will know what to do as you go yes as you move forward so very powerful and like the main reason we do something is because we think it's going to be fun too right so it's you know it's that cliche that it's the journey not the destination so it's like do it and enjoy it and the more you focus on enjoying what you're doing then you're already there you know you're already succeeding and it's you know your results and your desires are inevitable if you keep showing up and taking action towards them
Absolutely. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Sarah. I can talk with you like, you know, for ages, of course, you know, I really, really admire you and I really uh, am happy that, you know, we, uh, you were like my guest today and I'm sure that you, your story is a true inspiration, like, you know, for um, anyone because like, come on, you know, my story, you've heard about Sarah's story. If we could go through the moment, like, okay, I just fell apart. I have no place to live. I have no place to buy the ticket home. I have nothing to eat. And I just don't believe in myself like at all if we can kind of you know squeeze the lemons that life was showing us into like you know making lemonade then you know wherever you are even if you are in the darkest moment right now you can do that too yes just need to trust yourself make it fun for yourself whatever you are going to do and like to create the life you 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 love so thank you so much Sarah once again for coming and sharing your inspirational story with us Thank you so much for having me. This was such a great conversation. Can you just tell us like quickly, like where people can find you? Like, you know, how can we connect with you? Yeah, so my website is with sarahmack.com and it's the same handle on all the socials. I'm on YouTube. I share tons of content there. I'm on Facebook, Instagram. I have a free Facebook community, Big Creative Fun, where I share tons of content and inside scoop on my journey and what I'm doing in my business. So I would love to continue the conversation with you over there. Absolutely. Super. Uh, so all the links to like Sarah's um, uh, social media and like website will be like, you know, in the show notes of this episode. So once again, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with other people. Click subscribe, of course, click uh, like, you know, write a review on iTunes so more people can uh, get to, to, to listen and, uh, to this uh, message. So once again, thank you so much. And I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye bye. To get started on your confidence journey, I invite you to grab free five-day email course, Confidence Rockstar. You will get five daily lessons sent directly to your mailbox, so you will have access to them anytime you like. You can grab this gift on the website alexgrzybek.com forward slash five days. All of the links to this episode you will find in the show notes below. And one more thing. I want to invite you to my personal website, alexgrzybek.com, where you'll find other podcast episodes and more of the free resources to help you on your confidence journey. Bye for now, and I'll see you in the next episode.